Welcome to the Master Builders Podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues affecting the building industry. It's the podcast by Master Builders for Master Builders. I'm your host, Max Rafferty, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Robert Shaw. Hey, Robert, how are you going? Yeah, morning, Max. Another beautiful day. Anything exciting happening in your world? Yeah, Max, I guess since we last talked, I guess it's um, trying to do business as normal, but at the same time, making adjustments to COVID-19 as we uh, understand more about it. So that's an ongoing thing that we live with day-to-day now. When I say Metricon, what springs to mind? Uh, Metricon, yeah, I know Mario and uh, over the years and uh, Metricon's a large, my understanding is a large residential builder on the East Coast. I believe they operate in four states. I think it's four or five, South Australia, Victoria, uh, New South Wales and Queensland, uh, to my knowledge. But, uh, yeah, they're one of our, I think, top two or three or even could possibly be the number one residential builder in the country at the moment. Well, when, when I think of Metricon, I think of this massive company that employs huge amounts of people, has massive influence upon supply chains and has a whole bunch of, keeps a whole bunch of small businesses and probably quite large businesses employed and the fact that they they are building 5,000 homes a year and how absolutely massive that is. Um, You know, there's states and territories in Australia that don't do half that. So the fact that Metricon is doing twice as much as some states and territories in Australia is mind-boggling. And I wonder how a business the size of Metricon deals with COVID-19, especially compared to someone like Mark Little, who's a small business, and when he wants to clamp down, he clamps his business down. But you can't do that with a business like Metricon. You know, you can't have one person doing it all. You know, you can't do that with a business the size of Metricon. Yes, Max, it's an interesting one, although I would be – keen to see but I would imagine that the similar principles do apply whether regardless of size in and the biggest thing I've picked up on during this last six weeks is just being being aware and certainly being part of the master builders family gives you a great I guess leverage to understand what other people are doing to get a little bit of a cross check on what you should be doing what works what doesn't work so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Mario's got to say. So uh, let's have a listen. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Robert. We haven't told everyone who we're talking to. And on that note, we are actually speaking with Mario Bison, who's the CEO of Metricon. In this interview, Mario and I discuss some of the practical things that Metricon have been doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. We speak about everything from working on site to working with clients, all the way through to digital marketing and keeping sales going. But I also took the opportunity to speak with Mario about how he's grown Metricon from a small residential home builder into the juggernaut that we all know today. So let's get to my interview with Mario. Mario, if I could just get you to introduce yourself, that would be fantastic for the audience. I'm Mario Dyson. I'm uh, the chief executive and uh, one of the founders of Metricon Homes. Uh, Metricon is Australia's largest residential volume builder and builds uh, around 5,000 homes per annum across the eastern seaboard. I've 
had more than 45 years experience in the industry and I'm certainly passionate uh, about the innovation and evolution of uh, the residential home construction. Have you always been in the building industry? I, I commenced in the building industry. It was in uh, 19, 1971. Uh, prior to that, uh, I worked for in the IT section of uh, the old Melbourne and Metropolitan Board of Works. Uh, and that was from, I think, from memory from 1969 to 1971. Awesome. And when you got into the construction industry, was it into, into residential? Have you always been into residential is where I'm going with this? Uh, in, in 1971, I joined a, a company called Monmere Properties as, uh, as an accountant. Monmere Properties was a publicly listed company that was involved in, at that time, uh, speculative home building, uh, land development and uh, small-scale commercial and and retail development. Excellent. And, I mean, Metricon, you know, people in the construction industry, we, we all know the name. When when did Metricon come into into your world? Yeah, Metricon, Metricon was started in uh, February 1976, a long time ago now, yeah, February 1976. George Klein and, and myself uh, were involved in the beginning uh, together with uh, people from uh, what was then uh, a company called Moore Williams and Son. And you, you got, and Metricon has always been in residential construction? Was, I, I, guess, I guess what I'm getting at is the Metricon we know today is, 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 a, is obviously a big, big outfit. Where, did, you, did you guys know you were always going to be like this? Yeah, Metricon, Metricon started as a, uh, as a home builder. The first homes we built were for a uh, company that at that time was called Heine Brothers, and it was for their investment portfolio. That was in, uh, in Springvale. And the sixth home that we built was in a joint venture with the late Ron Rado and the Standard Roads Group, and that was uh, on a development that he had on the corner of Stud Road and, and Heatherton Road in, in, uh, in Dandenong. So we started as a, as a home builder, predominantly as a speculative home builder, and we dabbled then in, uh, in some land development, mainly as a way to ensure that we had uh, land supply. So we, we did some small developments in Ringwood, Clayton, and then uh, continued land development, but we've separated land development away from Metricon Homes. Metricon Homes is uh, purely now a home building company and our land development activities are, are run through a, a business called Newland Developments. What, where about, what states are you guys operating in? Okay, we, we operate in uh, in the eastern states, in in South Australia, um, throughout Victoria, including regional Victoria, in New South Wales, and in Queensland. So, uh, in Queensland, we go up as far as just north of the Sunshine Coast, uh, and in yep. New South Wales, we go up the Hunter Valley and down to the Illawarra. Okay, I'd like to shift gears a little bit now. Can you tell us how your business has been affected by the current COVID nineteen pandemic? Yeah, well, our, our, it's been a roller coaster ride, uh, to say the least, because probably three weeks ago, our primary concern was uh, being able to continue to work on site. And I've got to thank the industry bodies that provided advocacy on our behalf, and that is uh, especially Rebecca Carson from uh, the Master Builders, uh, the HIA and the UDIA. Now, fortunately, uh, we've been able to adhere to the social distancing requirements and have been able to continue to uh, to work on site. So the the productivity on site has actually improved. I think the reason for that is that the uh, the trades haven't got anything else 
to really do. There's no football. They can't play golf. They can't go fishing. So I think they're uh, they're certainly more active out on site than what they would be under normal uh, circumstances. So so that's been a been a positive. You're finding that trades are really productive at the moment. They're very focused, very focused at the moment. The other aspect was that because I've got I've got some minor business interests, but still relatives in Italy, and I could see what was happening there, and I didn't expect this COVID-19 to have the effect that it's had all around the world. But what we did do was uh, we planned to be able to work off-site. And so we uh, we had trials probably the week leading up to the uh, March 13th conference. And we've been really working off-site now for, I think this would be the fifth week. And, and that's worked uh, extremely successfully. And I really want to thank our IT uh, division for enabling us to be able to work so effectively off-site and certainly all of our our staff uh, and management and especially especially our, our staff. You were talking about how you've managed to transition your, off, your, your staff to working remotely. I was wondering if you might be able to, now I'm assuming you're talking about your office staff and what kind of, how, how many office staff do you have? Yeah, well, in total, we employ about 1,800 uh, people. Uh, there'd be uh, at least half, maybe more than that, probably 1,000 would be um, office staff. And and of the, the office staff, there's at least 90% of those that are working from home or working remotely. And, uh, and again, I just want to stress that uh, I really want to thank all of the staff for their efforts and, uh, and certainly the support that they've had from our IT department. Now, I imagine you've got a number of display homes. As a matter of fact, I know you do because I had a little look at them this morning. How are you managing those? We uh, we have about 200 display homes across the eastern seaboard and we're managing them at the moment by appointment only. So uh, they were closed for just uh, open for inspection, general inspection, uh, what, some two, three weeks ago. So it's been they've been operating uh, by appointment only. And we're ensuring that we have the safety of our staff uh, first and foremost. That's you know prominent, and also for our customers. So uh, we have sanitizers uh, at every display home. Uh, and although it uh, it has had obviously has had an impact on on our sales, uh, but I'm pleased to say that uh, we're learning a new way of doing business uh, by appointment only. Um, the impact has been that. Obviously, our attendances are down dramatically. Um, you could say they're probably down about 80%. But having said that, the people that are coming for appointments are you know, committed uh, buyers, we believe. So um, you know, there's there's a better chance of uh, of making a sale in seeing uh, two people uh, or three people. You might make two sales rather than seeing. Uh, a hundred people and uh, and perhaps making two sales as has been the case in the past, but the numbers are down dramatically, which will have uh, an impact on on future business uh, future side starts right so so your your on site sales vetting a little bit of that work's being done by covid nineteen even though the overall numbers are down a little yeah, our um, our side starts you know, for the next probably three months won't be dramatically impacted because they're really based on, on sales that we made uh, uh, last year and, uh, and at the beginning of this year. Uh, the concern is what will happen uh, probably 
say, July, August, September, if confidence doesn't come back into the marketplace. Now, I believe that there will be some uh, stimulus by both federal and state government, but uh, we've just got to wait to see what that stimulus will be, uh, what form it'll take, whether it'll be a first, an addition to the first homeowner scheme or something, uh, something else. But we, we certainly believe that there will be some stimulus, and I do know that all of the industry bodies, the Master Builders Association, are really pressing government and uh, informing government of the need for, for some stimulus package. So the, the, the difficulty that we'll, we'll face is uh, once we work through what we call our bins. But having said that, I, you know, I think we're in a position whereby um, we, we could see ourselves working on site at the same levels probably for the rest of this year. Having said that, the side starts, unless sales pick up, will start to slow down you know, come uh, the, uh, the beginning of uh, the next calendar year. I've noticed that Metricon has a, has a really strong online presence and that, you know, not only can you get on there and click on housing options and see those housing options, but you can also take virtual tours of houses, I noticed. And do you think that's a, that's good, that sort of sales at, and marketing at this point in time is going to be really beneficial for you where it's difficult for people to get on site or, or, or it's not as easy to get on site? Yeah, certainly uh, the, the question of, say, uh, a virtual tour and, uh, and, and dealing, you know, op- uh, online, for example, even signing of documents with uh, e-document signings. Uh, we were seeing that, and we were in, investing quite heavily in that, that area, and uh, we certainly believe that it's the future. But uh, what has happened as a result of COVID-19, it's uh, now been supercharged and, and uh, I think there'll be a lot of development, certainly in our company, but, uh, but in the industry as a whole. Uh, so I think things will change um, in the way that uh, we transact business and the way that we make sales in the future and there'll be a greater uh, uh, online presence. Having said that, I still believe that um, you know, people there are a number of people that would want to go and, and have a look at a home and touch it and feel it. So I don't see that uh, um, the online developments will mean that uh, we won't require display homes in the immediate future. The longer term, I'm not so sure about, but certainly in the immediate future, I think there will definitely be a need for continuing need for display homes. But I believe that with uh, uh, a better platforms and uh, information being provided online for our customers, they'll be better prepared when they even do go to visit our display homes or visit our studios. I'm hearing a lot about this new world we're living in and one of the questions I'm always asking myself is, and, and you referenced it before or referred to it before, is, you know, with this new world, once once we're over COVID-19 and the risk drops back and we, we move back to whatever the new normal is, do you do you have things that are coming out of your reaction you know, within Metricon, the reaction to COVID-19 that you think you'll continue doing? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, what we've learned, uh, certainly we're developing uh, a, uh, a, a, an, an online digital presence uh, 
to help service better service our customers and make the experience uh, uh, a more seamless one. But what has come out uh, is that the ability to be able to work from home. And, uh, and I think that uh, the changes that will occur in the future is that uh, we'll certainly be investigating and accommodating uh, for staff that do and need to work from home. And I think that that'll be a, a good thing. It's something that uh, has actually surprised me at how efficiently we've been able to operate over the last, uh, well, now into the, into the fifth week. So there'll be, you know, a major immediate change that will occur uh, in, in, in the future. So if I were between the lines, what you're telling me um, is that the working from home for the staff that can hasn't affected productivity and in some instances you can see some benefits in that. Yeah, certainly uh, to date uh, I think we have seen some benefit, but, you know, I've got to realise that, uh, you know, even staff that are working from home, uh, uh, if they haven't got children there, they're, they're not distracted and, uh and there's not much else for them to do. They can't go play golf, go fishing, go to the theatre, go out to restaurants. Uh, so they've been very, very productive. Uh, but I, I think that that would continue into the future. And what we may find is working from home doesn't suit everybody. You know, there are some people that, uh, that really need to be in the office. Uh, but it, I believe that there could be a hybrid situation uh, in the future where maybe, you know, some... Uh, um, half of the staff work from home or and other staff come in two or three days a week uh, into the office so uh, I'm, I'm really excited about what what the future can can bring for you know the efficiency of metricon but also more importantly for the, the well-being of uh, everybody that works for metricon um just changing direction a little bit have you had any issues with suppliers now today we've had uh, uh, no issues nothing Nothing out of the ordinary uh, issues with suppliers. The supply chain for us uh, hasn't been broken. Uh, you know, we've even, as a result of, um, say, COVID-19, we're trying to work a little bit more at weekends because our trades uh, are keen to, to be working. Because, uh, as I said previously, they haven't got much else to do. Uh, so with our suppliers, we've arranged for deliveries, uh, some deliveries on Saturday mornings or also late Friday nights to enable us to, to work and be more efficient out on site. So we haven't had any, any supply issues at all at this stage. And, and we're, not, we're not foreseeing any. There's no, no indications to us uh, that there will be some in the immediate future. And have you had many conversations with your subcontractors to, you know, I mean, I imagine you guys are in close contact with your subcontractors, but are you finding having to have any special conversations with them around COVID-19 um, and continuation of work, things like that? Yeah, look, uh, I mean, obviously there was a, a health concern and uh, uh, what we did was uh, we ensured that uh, we were able to spread our trades out on site, hence, you know, uh, how important it was for us to be able to work say six or seven days a, a week uh, because we, we didn't want uh, to be too many people, too many trades on site. We wanted to ensure that we um, were able to practice the social distancing that was required. Um, we, we've, we've got, with our site managers, we have uh, sanitizers that we've provided uh, uh, in our display homes. We, we have sanitizers. So, uh, yeah, first and foremost, uh, the health of, um, of, 
of everybody that works uh, with and for Metricon uh, is of the utmost importance. And, uh, you know, we want to ensure that uh, we give all of the best working conditions that we can. Um, but we, we haven't, there hasn't been, we haven't uh, at this stage uh, experienced any major concerns out on site. And, you know, we've been uh, under COVID-19 now for what, about four or five weeks. So it's been working quite well. And communication with existing and new clients, I guess exists, if we can start with existing first, um, people must be nervous about what's happening with their builds at this point in time. How have you been addressing that and, and communicating with your current clients? Well, we've been communicating to assure them that, uh, you know, Metricon's been around for, uh, what is it, uh, 40, uh, 44-odd years, 45 years coming up, uh, and uh, that... Uh, they can be certainly assured that uh, one will complete their job. This is for, for people that uh, are currently under construction and they can see that, uh, you know, we report to them uh, on the progress of their homes and, and in fact, I, I think they'd be very, very pleased with, uh, with what's happening on site. In relation to people that have um, contracted with us or have deposited with us, we give the same assurance. And what we've found... Um, the cancellations, the cancellations to us is there hasn't really been anything abnormal even uh, after the COVID-19 restrictions um, uh, on jobs on sales that we'd already made. But what we've noticed is we've had some requests of people, of uh, consumers asking us if they could defer the uh, commencement of the construction of the home. Not cancel, but uh, but just you know, defer it for a month or two until you know perhaps they can see what is going to happen uh, in the overall economy. Perhaps if they've got concerns about uh, their own employment, uh, um, so that, that's that's the current position. But we're we're ensuring or reassuring our customers uh, that for us, it's not business as usual. It can't be business as usual. But in fact, we're probably more efficient out on site. And I think we're uh, just as efficient or maybe even more efficient uh, pre-site as well. You guys are obviously super successful and there'll be other builders listening to this um, who will be looking at companies like Metricon and thinking, gosh, I'd like to go somewhere like that. To those other builders listening, if you had one piece of advice you'd like to give them about how to get through COVID-19, what would it be? I think what's important uh, in difficult times like this is that uh, you you and what we did, we, we had uh, so-called crisis meetings right from the beginning and you know, we were meeting uh, every single day and in fact at five o'clock every night we had what was uh, uh, an inner cabinet meeting if you like and uh, dealing with the problems that were occurring and they were occurring at, at a speed that I've never experienced uh, in, uh, in the you know, 45 years or so that I've been in this business. Uh, and what's really important is uh, is one to be transparent with uh, with your staff as to what is happening, uh, and with your customers, and and two to be able to plan for the unexpected, and uh, and really this is you know we were planning for the unexpected. We we didn't believe that we'd uh, experience a lockdown like we had here in. Uh, uh, in Australia, but we were preparing for it uh, one or two weeks beforehand. I think you know, the important thing in business is uh, is to 
try to be prepared really, especially in times that we're experiencing at the moment for the unexpected. Awesome. And so you you were talking about, you know, I guess an internal cabinet meeting. If I'm a small builder who doesn't have the same sort of management structure or structure of people to talk to, how do I, what do you reckon, what would you do if you weren't so big? If you if you were just, if you were a, a, a small family business, how, how do you reckon you'd do that? Well, if I was a f- small family business, I'd certainly involve all of my family in, uh, in the decision making, but then also lean on uh, my financial advisors. I mean, all small businesses have... Uh, uh, accountants and uh, financial advisors and, uh, and and legal advisors and I think at uh, times like this they should be leaning on those but also importantly uh, avail themselves of the services for example of the Master Builders Association who I think do just a tremendous job uh, uh, in informing and, uh, and helping helping their members. They'll help guide you in, in uh, what can be difficult times. Mario, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. And, and thank you. Thank you for your psychiatric help. That was really beneficial too, Max. <laughs> look, look, you know, uh, whatever I, I, I can I, do I, to help. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather do this uh, over a beer, to be honest. Well, well let's, let's, um, let's plan for that in the future. All right. Thank you. I really enjoyed that interview with Mario, and I think the things that Metricon are doing to stay open for business during COVID-19 are great. Things like social distancing on site, display home tours by appointment, and the use of digital tools for sales and marketing. What I really enjoyed was just hearing about some of the great business advice from Mario and getting a glimpse at not only the beginnings of Metricon, but about how they planned and managed the situation with COVID-19 and how they're still looking towards the future as a business. Um, yeah, that was a very interesting um, interview, uh, Max. And I think, um, Mario, it's always good to understand how a building company started and there's always a good backstory and Mario's story is a great one. But um, certainly one thing I picked up on was, I guess, the larger the company, the more systems and processes you have in place. And by the sounds of that, uh, Mario's capitalised on that and they're working from home and remotely. It looks like they've beefed that up and that could be something for the future. And if I compare that to the smaller builder who doesn't have that infrastructure in place, that's a little bit more difficult. So that was one of the key takeaways I took from uh, what Mario was uh, telling us. The big takeaway for me was how prepared Metricon were and the strong communication within the business and the decision-making around how to cope with COVID-19 and the practical ways the business was going to work. Yeah, look, uh, especially a large business like that, but regardless of that, all the people in our industry that have realised what's happening and to the scale of their business, they've put the work in and had the conversations. Um, Everyone's reading the papers and looking at uh, social media. So we will, I guess, uh, across what's happening, but the sooner you do that, regardless of the size and certainly Mario's size of his company, there needs to be a lot of communication, a lot of talk and certainly taking the staff on the journey because there's a lot of twists and turns in this COVID-19. And although the COVID-19 itself mightn't be affecting us, but certainly what's ha- happening in our businesses and the, the economies and the knock-on effect of some of those things that uh, where that 
understanding of what we need to do by watching it closely while still trying to run your business will put you in good stead moving forward. That's it for another episode of the Master Builders Podcast. But before we go, I wanted to ask you a favour. We created this podcast so you could get the information you need, when you need it, and where you need it. Whether that's listening in the ute on the way to your job or going for a run in the morning. But now more than ever, we want to get the type of information that you learned in this episode to more builders so they can also benefit. Because we're all in this together and we need to look out for each other. So the favour I want to ask of you is to simply tell a mate about the podcast. And if they're a complete technophobe and don't know what a podcast is, just tell them it's just like the radio, but on your phone and show them how to set it up because a strong building industry is good for all of us. Also remember, if you need some help or advice to help your business with what is going on at the moment, make sure you give your local master builders a call or visit our website at masterbuilders.com.au. Thanks for listening. I'm Max Rafferty, but instead of my usual sign of today, I'm going to give the final word to Mario. Until next time. Stay safe and have a lovely day.